This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Airbuds Podcast. My name is Peter Moses. I am Mike Benner. We are Jamelists, but uh, we are here. He's stuck on the East Coast. Shout out Jamel. We miss you. We love you. Get back. Get back here, bro. We got a great show for you today. We got a a very funny man, a returning champion, Edgar Mopels here. He's going to talk all kinds of shit with us. Uh, But before we do that... We got business to take care of, Mike. Yeah, we're like a real podcast now. yeah we have to like say things about like us like follow us at airbuds pod on instagram and twitter and our patreon which is real yeah we did it so our patreon is one week old we got some uh we got some some patrons to shout out hell uh, yeah we do uh we got a shout out adam copeland number one he's yeah. our number one let's be real one. our first yeah our dankest bud he's the reason for the season we got lance c holmes all-star he's yeah. also a dank bud you're a dank-ass bud, Lance. Yeah. We got Patrick Gombert, or Gombert. I'm pretty sure it's Gombert. That sounds like a French name. Patrick, yeah. hit us up on Twitter, at AirBudsPod. Let us know if we're How you're related to Rudy. Name. Are you related to Rudy? Rudy Gombert? Rudy Gombert. Yeah. And then uh, shout-out to Mitchell Robles, uh, all-star Patreon. Uh, we love you guys. We love all of, all of you. Uh, we got some more, but uh, they didn't also pay Also the founder of Paso Robles. Yeah. The mayor of Paso Robles, Mitchell Robles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, our, our, the Patreon's starting to pop off. We're one week old. We've got a bunch of Patreons, patrons, Patreons, patrons. Um, and uh, we're having fun. If you join, you get added to the Airbud Slack. We're, uh, we're in there uh, posting GIFs and talking shit about basketball. It's fun. The Airbud Slack, I got to be honest, is fucking fantastic. It's a really fun time. Also, um, shout out to the patrons who are teaching me how to use Slack. Oh yeah, I've used Slack for a long time for various jobs, and uh, and I had no idea you can like embed polls and Twitter feeds and shit into it. So I think that's mostly Adam Copeland doing that. You must have uh, an office job. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> what is it? Are you, are you invested in Slack? What's going on with you, yeah. Ben? Uh, but yeah, it's fun. You can if you donate as little as one dollar, you can join the uh, the Airbud Slack. So uh, hit us up, get on there. You know, way better than a Facebook page, but also like our Facebook page. Yeah, we're on Facebook too. I don't. Facebook is everyone's off Facebook now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Are we all divorcing Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. We can't quit him. God, I wish I could divorce Mark Zuckerberg. I'd be so rich. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be rich as hell. Mark, marry me. Hit me up at Airbuds Pod. <laughs> uh but yeah, we got a great episode for you guys. Uh Edgar is is very funny and very smart and um he's got a great voice for radio. He really does. Yeah. And also like a great face for television. Yeah. Just a great guy. Good looking dude. Yeah, hit him up. Listen to his podcast, Culture Kings, with uh, Jaquise Neal. And uh, and also check out his uh, his uh, web series that he's going to plug at the end of this interview, Sad, Sad Boy, Boy Edgar. Edgar. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, without further ado, here we go. Airbuds uh, number 76 with Edgar Mopless here. Woo! All right, we got a very special guest today. Uh, he's a very funny writer, performer, and co-host of the excellent podcast, Culture Kings. Uh, go check it out. Uh, and he's here with a special apology to, to start us off. His name is Edgar Moplesier. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Peter. Hello, Michael. Hello. hello. Peter. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, a year ago, I was on this podcast, and I came in hot. I came in very angry. I, I boasted at how amazing the Warriors are, and I rightfully called that they would destroy the shit out of the Cavs. But I came in very cocky. And now seeing how deflated, depleted, and straight demoralized the Warriors are. I understand where Peter was a year ago and where he was sitting looking at his falling apart Cavaliers team. And I want to apologize for my attitude last You don't need year. to apologize. You just I think what Edgar's saying is that he now realizes how pathetic and just sad and depressed you were last year. It you, was, were just, you were disgusting to look at last year. <laughs> I mean, I, not much has changed, to be honest. Uh, no, you have a, a much... Smile, uh, smilier demeanor now. Well, I'm a Lakers fan now, so yeah. that's why you know yeah. I things think are looking Peter, up. Yeah, you left Cleveland like in your wake. In 100 2019 is gone. 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched the Warriors game last night. We're recording yeah. this on Sunday against the Kings, and even though they won, it still felt like they were lost. losing and yeah. lost. It felt like a loss. It, it like the Kings, game, frankly, gave that game away. Well, yeah, they yeah. Darren Fox is disappeared all of a sudden. I don't know what the fuck is up with him. Yeah, and then uh, any game where Justin Jackson goes off on you is like not a good game, yeah. <laughs> even if you win. And they need Curry and Durant to go off. Yeah. It, like, I don't know what's up with Clay. They are so fucking thin. Clay had a, a decent game against the Kings. He was getting inside. He It seems like he kind of gave up on his, his outside shot a little bit for a while there. It was just kind of like slashing yeah. to the rim. It was a very yeah. weird game to watch. I, I, I think they're just... They're truly fucking bored, man. Well, well right, right after, and that was, of course, uh, two days after you and I watched that Rockets Warriors game. Oh which my was god! Just Shouts to the best game of the year. Yeah, yeah that was so truly far. the best game of the year. Yeah. You know, speaking of uh, Cavs Warriors, not many times in my life has I have I been as upset as when they changed that LeBron like charge to a block. Mm-hmm. And just feeling like the Warriors get all the calls all the time. And it's like, I felt like this, like, conspiracy theorist before they were, like, all right conspiracy theorists and more just, like, Bush did 9-11 conspiracy theories. But watching Durant, like, uh, jeter ballet out of bounds and not get that call, I was like, oh, I'm right. This is, it was like an affirmation of feeling like... This conspiracy theory okay. has been right all like that was. I watched this live, and here's the only reason why I disagree with you is that was a crazy missed call, but there was a missed call before it that no one wants to talk about. There's a loose ball foul on PJ Tucker where he literally took out Kevin Durant's legs from under him, and I'm like, you got to call that first. Yeah, you got to call that. That thing there was a missed call and a makeup call within the half a second. I'm of not each other. saying that. Dad, please don't put me on the record of saying that. I strongly implied it, but I did not say it. I, maybe I was just hoping that Durant was going to get injured, so I like was not <laughs> like focused on that. Because PJ Tucker straight took out his legs, and everyone wants to talk about that out of bounds shit. I'm like, talk about PJ Tucker, and also, but like, okay, so when it's a loose ball like that, like there's bound to be kind of like it could go either way, miscall yeah. or whatever. But like, Kevin Durant walked 
two steps out of bounds, like completely out of bounds, yeah, and two, then touch the ball. Took his like his lead yeah. up, his gather, like his hardened step back to yeah. save that ball it was all out of bounds. It was all out of bounds. I think it was like yeah, because even those two big steps out of bounds, he had taken a step before that out of bounds to get to those two big steps. It was wild. It was wild to watch in person and be like, "What the fuck's happening?" Yeah, yeah. Alejandro was lo- our friend. Alejandro was losing his mind. Yeah, and we all just kind of pretend like it didn't happen. I love how Alejandro breezed in there. Like slammed a beer, watched the last five minutes of the game, and then mm-hmm. scooted away into the night. Yeah, on yeah. a bird on a bird scooter, and yeah. then went. See y'all later, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> did he leave on a bird too? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, God <laughs> bless. Shout out to Alejandro. Yeah. I I don't think there's ever been a bigger ball don't lie moment than Harden hitting that three. Yeah, that is like the ultimate. Like, and Harden is the MVP now. Like, maybe. I, I think yes. Except for – I, I'm starting to get into NBA Reddit. I want to shout out NBA Reddit. I, I love all of your takes. I love all of your nasty nastiness to each other. Um, but what was so fascinating was literally this guy put it on there. He was just like, man, two days ago I was like James Harden is the MVP. But today, after watching that, like, Raptor – did he play – who did he play last night? Not the Raptors. He played the um, uh, Portland Trailblazers. Right. And yeah. he had 38. Yeah, and then, like, a lot of it was free throws again, and then someone else, like, this guy was just like, you're right back to being like, man, fuck this guy. He just goes to the line all the time. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Everyone was all hyped on Harden because he beat the Warriors. But let's not forget that this guy's point differential between actual made shots and free throws is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen okay. in my life. Okay, well, let me – okay. Well, can I ask you – Can I ask, before we get into actual news, I just want to pose the question. Um, he's playing within the rules of the game. And so sure. if everyone's like, it's trash, it's easy what he's doing, how come no one else is doing it? I agree. I'm not I, is saying it, is it's it pretty not to look special. At? Is it pretty to look at all the time? No. But I felt the same way about Russell Westbrook getting a triple-double. It's within the rules of the game. It's still not miraculous. Yeah, but Westbrook's not, like, going Ricky Davis, like, shooting at his own hoop to get boards. Like, No, he's not. <laughs> he's, like... But he's, like, boxing out Stephen Adams to get yeah, boards. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's more what I'm saying is, like... I don't know. It, it, it is wild, though. He is He's averaging a triple-double currently, right? It's for the third year in a row? Like, that's kind of wild. wild. Yeah, and he We're can't not shoot right now. He can't shoot for shit. Yeah. No. And they're, like, a top-four seed right now, right? Yeah. I mean, that's because Paul George Paul is George. having the that's year true. of yeah. his life. He's going crazy. And they finally have, like, some depth with some, like, wings who can actually hit open fucking threes. That I mean, Jeremiah Grant is, like, shooting three as yeah. well now, which is, like, very surprising. And It's funny to be, like... Schroeder's been We're going to miss Andre Roberson on defense. Like he's going to like our defense is going to get really bad. Their defense is still very good. Yeah. And they're like, oh, if we put a guy who's good at defense in there over Roberson who can shoot, like How we're pretty it? good. Yeah. Not yeah. A, yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if he comes back. But I don't think he's coming back this season. No, so. I no. Think he is like well into next year. He might be gone. But anyways, we'll we'll uh, we, we've got some breaking news that happened right before we started recording. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have fired their head coach and president of basketball operations, Thomas Thibodeau. Uh, it came right after a blow went against the Lakers. They won by 20 points. And apparently uh, the team owner and the, the GM walked to his office and were like, congratulations on the win. Uh, you're fired. That's insane to me. That has to be like killing it on Valentine's Day and getting dumped February 15th. Like that is insane. Like I don't think he's been doing a bad job with the team. Uh, I mean, I guess that Butler situation was really bad, but come on, man. That's insane to fire him after a blowout win like that. I mean, I guess maybe they were just waiting to break up with him and, like, 
but they've just been having like too many like good dates or like yeah. they had like a trip planned and yeah, like they wanted to get, all these things like they didn't want to like lose the airline over. tickets yeah and then it's just like finally like all right this is there's never a good time to break up with anybody no, there's not. yeah this is the best thing that could happen to the wolves unless they make a terrible hire like Make Chauncey Billups the GM coach. That's well, the here's the news. Talk right the hot now. talk right now is that it's they're trying talk. to pick between Fred Hoiberg and Chauncey Billups what as their the head coaches. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and are they just too, like, in love with the ghost of Flip Saunders to hire a GM and a coach separate? Like, what the fuck? Like, why can't. I think they're looking at both of them for, like, both roles. Like, they're going to hire one for one and the other for the other. That's That was talk I saw on Twitter. But who knows? Twitter's unreliable. Also, shouts to you, Mikey Benner, for posting the Tibbs getting fired in the Airbud Slack before Bleacher Report got to it. Like, a good Ooh. five minutes before Bleacher oh, Report got nice. to it. Like, uh, yeah, I guess I was just – I mean, shouts I just saw out. a Woj tweet. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun in the Airbud Slack. Yeah, we have a good time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – this had to happen. I understand that, like, the circumstance of it is, like, juicy and fun for everyone to kind of, like, shit on. But Thibodeau is, like, running his players into the ground That's forever facts. and always. That's facts. He's, like, still believing in Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose a decade too late. Hey, and so do the all-star voters. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> you should have to pass a test to vote for the All-Star game. Like, Derrick Rose leading guards in the West is crazy. Or is he second in the West? How yeah. many people voting for the All-Star game are also, like, putting out fake, like, right-wing propaganda on Facebook during all, the 2016 all day, election? All day. I feel it's like the that's a, doing it's it. a very lot like the Russians, but maybe, like, I feel Croatians, like they'd be more skewed. Ukrainians. It'd be more skewed if we if if that was the case. Yeah, like, Jokic would like have everything. Yeah. Or who was it? When Estonia and uh, who was it? Oh my God, the guy uh, Zaza. Remember Zaza's yeah, country? Yeah, Zaza was leading yeah. <laughs> leading in votes two years ago. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Bulls backup center Cristiano Feliciano who uh, tweeted at the Airbuds Twitter account asking us to vote for him for All-Star. no way. <laughs> yeah, but then I went and looked at his uh, Twitter account, and he was replying to anybody who was tweeting about All Star, asking them to vote for, for him. We got to get him on the pod, and we got to vote for him. I, I voted for him, but uh, I, I told him he would have to come on the pod next time he's in LA. No response. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> we'll just get credential next time they're going through Clippers, and uh... yeah. Um, well, let me. I, I just want to ask one more question about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is Thibodeau being gone. A potentially a turning point uh, for the worse in the Derrick Rose renaissance. Yeah, 100%. Like, this is when Derrick Rose starts to, like, disappear from the team for a week and and gets injured again, right? I I don't know if he can play in anyone else's system. It's just the Thibodeau, ISO, Derrick Rose system. Yeah. He didn't do anything for the Cavs, really, or the Knicks. I mean, I don't – they're so fucked. They're the they're so fucked. Unless someone can make Andrew Wiggins care. I mean, I was never sold on the hype on them. I mean, I remember, like, Jaquise and I got into a big argument on our podcast because he called them a top four team last year. <laughs> and we were just like, that was his bet. And I was like, no fucking way. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the West is such a weird, weird place because there are things that seem like sure deals that, like, just evaporate out of nowhere. I mean... Donovan Mitchell, like, that was, to see what happened, what's been happening with him this year is so insane, being like, last year, I was just like, this is a future Hall star. Of yeah. And yeah. then, like, this year, like, someone called him the new Andrew Wiggins, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's too so, early to say that, but. 
But I just think the Wolves are like they're just young teams that like their only good is that they give away stars to other teams in the future. And I know that because I've been a fan of one of those teams since I was eight years old and they're called the New York Knicks. But like they're just breeding someone to be good somewhere else. And that's the story of Cat. And then the Knicks will try to get those stars back when they're like five years right, past yeah. their prime. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's rough, man. I don't know what like they had one playoff series. Like that was their peak. And now they're like I I mean they're probably gonna be in the bottom five or ten just because the West is so crazy. Yeah. They're currently nineteen and twenty one. That puts them ahead of Memphis, Dallas, New Orleans and Phoenix. Um but I think they only get worse from here. That's it's, my that's my theory. It's sad. I mean no no I don't give a shit about Thibodeau. I just care that's sad for like if like you care about like, yeah. yeah. He's good, man. He's good, but I think he's the one that doesn't seem to care. He seems like Derek Coleman, like player with all the talent in the world, like has all the potential and all the upside. Maybe he just doesn't love basketball that much. I just think ah. if you're in a bad situation, it's hard, man. That's true. And when you don't get taken off the floor ever by your coach, who's just yelling at you to play defense constantly. Yeah. And just like not putting you in good position to like succeed. Yeah, I was watching a video talking. Of, uh, I mean, I've been talking to you about SB Nation like every day I've seen you. But, That's true. Uh, they were talking about like how where you're drafted affects your life so hard, and they were comparing Rajon Rondo versus Chris Paul. And like, it's crazy to think that Rajon Rondo has a ring and Chris Paul doesn't. But it's <laughs> truly just where they ended up. Like, you know, Rajon just got put in a way better situation, was able to grab a ring. And, like, we'll always have that over his probably number one enemy in the NBA. But it has nothing to do with talent. Probably life. I don't know about yeah. NBA. I can't imagine Rondo hating anyone else. <laughs> I don't know. He he seems to hate gay people. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think Rondo seems to like very many people at yeah. all. Yeah. Probably hates Jim Carrey because he looks too much like Rick Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get along with Rondo. He seems like a shit talker. I like shit talkers. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that Chris Paul tweeted it? It costs nothing to be a good person. Yeah, I like didn't know how. What like the heck? <laughs> that is exactly why he was like the cancer of the Clippers. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. him saying something like that and Blake and DeAndre just like, "Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Yeah. Are you <laughs> fucking? I'm like, I I can crush your head, and I can't because." You're the fucking front of the poster. It's so insane to me. He's such a shit person. I don't know. Shout out Chris Ball. Come on the podcast and tell us why you suck so much. Yeah, dude. Here. At Airbuds Pod. Hit us up. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, speaking of the Minnesota Timberwolves, former Wolf uh, and now Philadelphia 76er, Jimmy Butler is in the news lately. Uh, apparently because uh, he's back to his butlering ways and he's having quote unquote disrespected uh, Coach Brown in a video session. Do you think this is, I guess, a little baseball-ish, which isn't our lane, but do you think he's lost himself more money than uh, Manny Machado? Come, like They both have like free agencies coming up, and I feel like Butler has lost himself so much fucking money in just the fact that he's a flaming asshole. Who is going to give him – who is going to give him money? Who is Manny Machado and what did he do? He's uh, – I mean, he's a dirty – first – I think the first thing he did was, like, uh, uh, he has domestic abuse thing, right? Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. fucking piece of shit. So then he had that. So, but then, the, uh, is it the Dodgers picked him up yep. anyways? Dodgers they traded said, for him. They said, we don't care. Picked him up. And he just played dirty. 
throughout the entire playoffs. And Super not only dirty. played dirty, then on top of that, he also was just like, I don't like to hustle on plays. Like, said that in the middle of the playoffs. He's in the middle like, of the fucking World Series. Like, yeah. I don't really, I don't hustle. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to run this ball. Was he, like, sliding with his cleats? Yeah. Literally, yeah. yes. Yeah. Literally, exactly that. And then, yeah. like, one time he, like, stepped on a base, a baseman's foot with his cleats. Yeah. Uh, that was that was really dirty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I know so much about baseball. <laughs> I don't watch it. I just watch the postseason. But, yeah, he, like, I see what you're saying, where, like, he has his free agency coming up, and it's like, yeah, who the fuck's going to watch you now? But here's why I think Butler's different. And I'm going to talk about... No uh, major crimes uh, uh, or domestic... Uh, abuse or anything like that. I mean, not, difference. not even I there. mean, very close with Mark Wahlberg, which yeah. is, like, almost as bad. Uh, but That's true. Your <laughs> friend is, like, a hate crime, like a regular hate crimer. Yeah. yeah. Like multiple uh, classic hate, hate crimer. crimer. Yeah. yeah, blinded someone. But uh, Jeff Van Gundy's talked about this, and maybe this is the wrong person to quote, but he's just like, aren't we supposed to be happy that there's somebody this tough in the NBA right now? Like, that is just, like, trying to be that kind of guy. Like, don't we kind of miss that? And I did have to sit back and think about it for a second, being like, yeah. And he was like, hey, like Jeff McConaughey was like, would this even be a news story in the 90s? No, because nobody would be talking to, like, bloggers on the side exactly. all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that Jimmy Butler is a victim of the 24-hour news cycle needing these kinds of a stories, uh, these kinds of stories. I know it because my favorite player went through it a couple weeks ago when Kevin Durant just simply said people would have a hard time playing with LeBron James in Los Angeles. And everyone was just like, let's get this shit rolling and let's talk about it for a whole two fucking weeks. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I know literally that game. ranted about this in our last episode. <laughs> so like, I think yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's costing himself more money because the guy can fucking play basketball. and He can play it very, very well. I just think that we need a villain in this 24-hour news cycle, so much so that we elected one president. And, like, we're seeing it in how this whole story is playing out. I could see how he's frustrated in his role, and he's just saying it to his coach. That should be his right, you know? Like, he should be like, hey, I'm not happy about this. And he should be able to do that without someone going behind his back. And putting that all over fucking, I don't know, fansided.com. Sure. Do you really think Barack Obama was a villain? Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> crazy. That's a wild take. Absolutely. I Heard it know. here first. Yeah. Well, Coach Brett Brown for his shouldn't part. be president. <laughs> that was Edgar. That was Edgar. <laughs> that was Edgar. Uh, Brett Brown for his part said he didn't feel like Butler was out of line. I, I, I would believe it. I think they know who Jimmy Butler is. They yeah. know that he's like... He's a guy that has to shout his feelings. And, he also gets hurt a lot. Hurt. I mean, he's sick right now. He's, like, not hurt. There's, like, a weird flu hitting, like, all of the NBA. Um, I mean, well, hitting all of America. Yeah, That's also, true. like, when you're, like, all of them are, like, in transit yeah. all of the time. Yeah. yeah. How do you not get sick? Yeah. That's, like, the easiest way to get sick, right? It's like an airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. The air is being recycled over it's and over being again. recycled. People are coughing into, like, a vent that sucks the air up and blows it into your face. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. Airplanes. <laughs> That's such a dumb, dumb design. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, know, I mean, as a Sixers fan, I'm just like, I'm not that worried. I think there it has been a little bit of a rocky start for them to like get integrate Butler into the offense. And, you know, it's still early into the tenure, and I think they'll figure it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, just uh, you're right. I think it just feels like we're, we're all tweeting about it because it's fun to tweet about it's it. It's fun to tweet about it. You think it's more important for Butler – to like integrate himself or Simmons to make jumpers for you guys. To I go was far. just about to ask. Well, that Simmons uh, has been making jumpers, automatically making him the best player in the NBA. 
Shout out Ben Simmons. You're the Has greatest player to ever come from Olympics? Australia now, and you're the best player in the NBA. Wow. Ooh, wow. Wow. As a Duke fan, I'm very hurt that you wow. didn't say that. <laughs> Just because um, you ride so hard for Kyrie Irving's I really illustrious so Duke career. for his illustrious nine-game Duke career. I'm <laughs> – it was nine games. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious, guys. But he's he's Could be at better. Least he's taking shots. He's taking. Them I now. saw the longest jumper that he hit. Twenty-one I was with feet. You, yeah. And in some areas, that could be considered a layup. That's how not far it was. Yeah. I mean, twenty-one feet. That's not a layup. If you hit the wrong button in 2K, it's a layup. Yeah, it That's is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair and you point. get really mad. You're like, why would you do that? Man, I there? thought I was driving. Yeah. I thought my momentum yeah. was taking me there. And it's like crazy because he doesn't even jump shoot it. They literally like try to skyhook it into the hoop. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I think it's more important that uh, Jimmy Butler's happy, I think. Yeah, all right. You guys have convinced me this is a non-story. Simmons, uh, Simmons has proven that he doesn't need a jumper to impact games. Really. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of being bullied by like basketball Twitter into like taking these shots or like there's all these articles and I don't know like what I'm sure it all I'm I'm not sure how much it affects him but I'm sure it it at least gets in his head a little bit yeah. maybe that's why he's starting to take more shots because people this year have just been like fucking clowning him on the internet whatever it is he doesn't need to take a jump shot he needs to be able to get Jimmy Butler open looks yeah. and I think he can do that. And I think that will make Jimmy Butler happy, and that will make the team go. I don't. I think. I think you're right that Butler will be happy if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals and they have a shot. They also need fucking depth, and I don't know who they're going to pick up and come come contract buyout time. But uh, they they need depth. Uh, that fucking uh, Jonah Bolden, whom I like as a player, but like they're just starting to rely on him. It's just kind of like a twenty minute per game guy, and I'm just like, how can you look at a bench? With TJ McConnell on it, and yeah, say you guys need baby. Depth. He hates TJ McConnell at a bench. If if you look at stats, TJ McConnell is bad for the team. <laughs> I understand he's a little tiny white guy that hustles and, and gets good steals and everything, and, and uh, he's just not good. And everyone loves him, and it frustrates me. He looks like he's that, a fine backup. Backup. He's a fine like ninth guy. He looks like that fucking kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. So no, like, not, I don't. Wait, which one? Not the not or like, is it Reese? Oh man, I don't my my Malcolm in the Middleing is. I think it is Reese. Is, yeah. yeah, not not the littlest one. Yeah, the Reese. Yeah, he kind of yeah. looks like Reese, just a little bit. Is that why you hate him? No, Reese is fine. He's a funny character. I'm not talking about Reese. I'm talking about TJ. McConnell. Oh, TJ McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate TJ McConnell because he thinks he's uh, he's like. I'm going to get us back in this game, and then he takes like a terrible 12 inch <laughs> jumper that clangs off the rim. I don't know. Whatever. Shout out to AJ McConnell. Come on the pod. I want to talk to you face to face. I feel like you could beat him up. You're much bigger than him. I don't. He's also a professional athlete. He's okay. he's six two. He's wow. not six two. That's that's a generous. He's five eleven. Probably. Yeah. Never forget. Or um, are you saying that? Don't you have a theory that Steph Curry's also not six two? He's definitely. He, I think he's listed at six three. There's no way on earth he's <laughs> he's six three. Yeah, Ben was hitting me hard with the conspiracy theories the other day. You. It, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a well-known <laughs> fact that shorter players list oh, their heights higher, and taller players taller players list their their heights lower. Kevin Durant lists his height as six nine. Homeboy is seven one for sure. For yeah. sure, no doubt about it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Chris Paul lists himself as six foot. I watched that dude walk across me in a crosswalk, walking into Warner Brothers one time, mm-hmm. and there is no way that dude is not five nine. 
like for <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's a tiny little fuckboy. <laughs> He's definitely a fuckboy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's one of those Christian Sorry I got silent. My girlfriend just called me. What's up, oh. Anna? Anna, sorry. It's Fuck. okay. No, I mean, look, everyone says Anna but me. I know the difference, though, but I, 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 I like to get people's names right. Uh, let's move on, guys. Uh, let's move on to this LeBron James story that won't go away. Uh, LeBron James just admitted to the fact that he thinks he's the best player of all time. And it continues to be a story uh, with annoying staying power now that Isaiah Thomas, Kevin McHale, Paul Pierce, and Danny Ainge all are tisk tisking LeBron in the media for having the audacity to, to say that he's the best player ever. Is Kevin McHale allowed to say anything about anyone of color after, like, showing up to a MAGA rally? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll say this. This is going to sound crazy, guys. I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Wow. That is crazy. I truly believe that. I think the reason that he said he's the greatest player of all time is the dumbest fucking reason he could ever give for it. I think he's the greatest of all time for any other reason but that finals win. I don't know if that's fair to say, but that's honestly what I truly believe. I do think he is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. If you're talking about basketball, yes. If you're talking about impacting the game, yes. If you're talking about transitioning from outside of basketball into any other field, yes. LeBron James greatest of all time i mean the man got nike to pay him over a billion dollars we don't even know how much money nike's given him he's the greatest i think that talking about that finals win considering all the controversy around it considering the fact that he called the nba and snitched on draymond green which no one wants to talk about but uh i think that's crazy to me that he thinks that's what makes him the greatest if you uh had the unfortunate um <laughs> uh, if, if you had the displeasure of watching the Cavs this year Mm-hmm. Um, they are without a doubt the most dysfunctional, backwards, pathetic organization. Their owner is like Jerry Jones and Donald Trump had like some weird test tube baby. Yeah, he's like a businessly or business savvy Donald Trump. He's a fucking loan shark who thinks he knows basketball. He's a predatory yeah. lender. Yeah, he's a predatory lender who thinks he's the general manager of a basketball team. He owns stock and stock X. They are the most dysfunctional, terribly run organization. Mm -hmm. And I think from that standpoint, more so about not like the Warriors and what happened, but when I hear him say that, I think about how fucking dysfunctional Cleveland is as an organization. And for him to win a championship And for him to take them also, I think also him taking them to the finals the first time he did it in like 07. And even like the fact that they almost won that game one last year is – uh, a testament to what he's talking about. I don't disagree with that. I think, but talking about that, like being like, I think when I beat that 73-1 team, and then again, I think it's just, it, it's like, it would be like if I said, hmm, let me try to relate it to myself so it's very clear. If I was just like, I think the fact that I'm on an improv team at UCB makes me one of the funniest people around. I think that's setting me up for so many attacks from people who could literally be like, is improv one of the most funniest forms of comedy? Two, 
are you the reason why your improv team is funny when there's all this other like it, there's too many things to detract from there there's, there's not so enough, many there's other not things. statistics at UCB for us to really exactly get like you know it. what I mean like someone could just tear apart my argument so well where I'm just like I don't think this is what you should base your argument on not beating the Warriors when one it was a very controversial series with some very very controversial calls uh, uh, that affected the whole series I don't care what anyone says from any side they definitely did uh, and then two. How many yes ands are you averaging per show? I mean, oh boy. Uh, let's just say my usage rating is high. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so obviously the Draymond getting suspended a game is one of Big. the calls you're talking about. Big. He had seven techs through the playoffs up until that point, which yeah. is why he got yeah. suspended. Also, it was the, the time. second time he hit someone in the dick in like two weeks. Okay, one, he didn't hit. LeBron James in the dick. Everyone knows he didn't touch LeBron James' dick. He got suspended for what he said to LeBron James, which, again, the NBA would have never known if LeBron James didn't get on the phone and snitch, which is crazy to me that no one talks about. Okay, well, what if Draymond – what if he didn't get a call for attack on that or whatever, didn't get suspended – uh, and he just did a normal Draymond thing and yelled at a ref for a missed call and get attacked and then gets ejected later? That's on Draymond. (laughs) Okay, wait. Who's going to get more money this offseason? Draymond Green or Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. You think so? Yeah. Why I, the fuck do people talk about Draymond getting the max? Like this dude who's fucking like six inches too max. short for his position and shoots twenty two percent from three point range. Hey, guess what? I think I think after hearing Kevin Durant talk about all this stuff, I think Draymond's worried that the amount of money Kevin Durant's going to get from the Warriors is going to get him off the team. More so than he's worried about Kevin Durant leaving. Oh, wow. Like, he's just going to box him out. Well, I just think that, like, because I was reading it, like, did you, have you seen his most recent quote about free agency? Draymond or Durant? Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. He said, I just want to stack money and play basketball. And everyone's talking about the person that can give him the most money is who? Golden Warriors, State yeah. Warriors. Yeah. They're going to have to find places to make that money work. And who's having one of their worst seasons ever? Draymond Green. So I think that's what he's more worried. Like, so I'm like, oh, this has nothing to do with him leaving. This has something to do with like KD getting so much money that it's like, is this guy a cost that's worth it? Do you think it's like Draymond is kind of in a funk because like it's almost like someone dating someone and you bring them in and everyone loves that person? One hundred percent. And then you slowly start to realize, oh, like our relationship is straining, but my friends all like that person better. To your point that you started with and your apology. This is not the same Warriors team that you fell in love with. No, it's not. This is a bastardized, top-heavy, like, they and, like, sure, they run a lot of action still, but you're really just, like, tossing the ball to Kevin or Steph and trying to get them to make their own shot way more than they ever have at any other point. And I blame one person and one person alone. His name is Bob Myers. That dude's quotes are fucking insane. Yeah. I blame him. Insane. I blame him, dude. I think he was just like, I'm going to gamble on my top heavy players. And, like, you know, every time Jonas Drebko touches the fucking floor, <laughs> I lose my fucking mind. And, like, it didn't hit me until I was watching a game one time and listening to Steph's dad talk about it. And he was just like, yeah, you know, every year we think about David West. And, like, I think that, like, the team misses him more than they're willing to admit. And I'm like, holy shit. That bench last year was so solid. It was a solid fucking bench. And, like, DeMarcus Cousins. Was it a worth it experiment? We'll see. You know what I was thinking about, speaking of DeMarcus? 
this is a little bit of a left turn, but the Pelicans really fucked themselves. If they would have just stuck it out with Buddy Heald, that is exactly the dude you would have wanted to pair with uh, fucking Davis right oh, now. Oh, yeah. They totally fucked themselves. Green B guy who's just, I mean. Hit and, eight fucking threes the other night. I think he hit nine. And he lied nine. about his age. And lied about his age. Um, since we're it. swirling around Warriors uh, and Cavs, this is something we didn't have in a rundown, <clears throat> but it's an interesting note. Uh, Cavaliers signed away uh, Patrick McCall from the Warriors, right? Um, Warriors couldn't find money to keep him. Uh, Cavs took him last week, finally, after the Two years, $6 million. Two years, yeah. $6 million. Did you see that they're waving him today <laughs> to sign campaign? Yeah. Do you think Dan Gilbert was just trying to fuck with Bob Myers? Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Best move of the Cavs season, for sure, on 100%. or off the court. Yeah. And you could see it on McCaw's face when he got signed there because, like, he was just so miserable looking where he was just like, this is just fucking me over. And now he's not going to play a single game this year. Mm, maybe Possibly. Sixers can pick him up. Yeah, you don't think anyone's going to pick him up? He played know, decent. Man. He played de- I mean, he wasn't the same when he came back from that injury. That was scary as hell. Mm-hmm. That was fucking scary as hell. Yeah. You, uh, uh, Edgar, would you take Warriors or the field right now to get out of the West? What is that? I don't know anything about gambling. You Explain can, gambling so, like, to me. If you, you could, if I could, you could bet on the Warriors making the finals or every other team in the West making the finals. Oh, I bet on the Warriors still. I Here's the why. Too, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, are they still top heavy? 100%. But you know what else is a top heavy thing? The playoffs. Sure. You know? But You're I'm not worried the about the yeah. 8th, ninth, 10th person on your bench during That's the fair. finals. Uh, they still have their solid guys that are producing. I just think... Yeah, and and that's what I think is kind of gross to me is that, like, Bob Myers is only thinking about that versus, like, here's what is going to suck. What happens in three years, four years when Curry's done, when Katie's done? Like, Katie's not playing basketball into his 40s. No. He's talked about it. He's just like, when I feel like I'm done, I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. So what happens then? The team's going to be shit. Like, I think that we're set up to be – I mean, I'm – Definitely not going to be a fan anymore. They're they're <laughs> set up to be like you know one of the worst franchises once this dynasty is done. It's like the housing bubble. Mm-hmm. The cool. values are going up and up and up, and then it's it's all going to pop. And they're just going to be what are they going to be stuck with? What draft picks do they even like focus on? Like you know what I mean? Like they don't give Jordan Bell what he needs to like grow. Like who in the back of your mind are you scouting as your new favorite team in three years? Oh, I mean, I think the New York Knicks. I mean, Ooh. I'm I'm a New York Knicks fan, born and raised. But I think that we're, like, stocking up on some stuff that no one's really seeing yet. And, like, I think we could have a Lakers-like turn in where it's, like, our youth comes together later when, like, a star is, like, I'm going to come and play here. Man, what would you do if Durant signed with them this summer? I'd definitely cry and be upset and go, why would you waste your life like that? What do you got? What's your, like, young core right now? What's In three years, what's your, like, big three? Porzingis? Porzing God, Kevin Knox, and R.J. Barrett. Wow. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Duke basketball for life. Slim pickings for you guys still somehow. I like Fisdale. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's a good coach. Uh, I think, like, uh, here's what I need to get out of our fucking team is a man named Frank Nicolatina. What a waste. Uh, Sophomore slump, very popular this year. It is. I mean, he wasn't that good anyways, but yeah. he was at least feisty, like, defensively. But to go 25 minutes of playing time and drop zero points, I know that only happened one time, but 
Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Zero respect I could from Edgar. Never, <laughs> I could never do that in my whole life. I could try and not do that in a basketball game. Um, do you think James Dolan will sell the team? Yes. When? Uh, I think once his jazz uh, career takes off. Or is it blues? Uh, once I mean, blues he's making it off. take off. He's got his own <laughs> entertainment and music company that yeah. like, he like, books himself through. Yeah. If Nick fans were smart, they would like book him – Crazy Looking out on the road and think like just make him think he's more popular yeah. than he is, and then he'd be like, "I gotta sell the team, guys. I'm yeah, too busy. I'm too busy." No. And then no one comes to his. You know how like pop stars usually like break at like age sixty, sixty five. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm banking on for my pop <laughs> career. <laughs> guys, I got one other thing I want to talk about. This might be quick, but uh, you re- you remember Chandler Parsons, right? Who? Uh, Chandler Parsons uh, still in the league, apparently. Uh, but maybe not for long. It was reported earlier today that the Grizzlies have agreed to his demands to trade him or buy him out. Uh, Parsons is currently owed $38 millions out of a $94 million contract that is uh, he signed two years ago. Despite having played zero productive basketball minutes for dating back to his time with the Rockets. Uh, my question is, um, he, he's made $130 million so far in his career. Uh, is he the biggest NBA scam artist of all time? No, nah, he's just a, any white person, bro. <laughs> like uh, All you describe to me is a white person. And I'll explain to you in another situation. Lamar Jackson, well, I don't know if you guys watch football. Yes. This man, okay, so what? He had three bad quarters. But as the cornerback literally walked up to the fans and explained to them, he's the one who got the Ravens in the situation in the first place. In the first place and the whole time, them white-ass fans are being like, Bring out Flacco. Bring out – and this nigga's face, bro. Can you imagine you bring your team to the fucking wild card game and in your face they telling you, nah, we want that old white dude sitting there to come play football. And that's exactly what Chandler Parsons is. He was a white kid who could play basketball okay. This kid was never fucking good. And now everyone's just like, oh, but he's white. So they threw all this money at him, and now he's shit. What you're talking about? You're you're talking about TJ McConnell and why I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) As a Browns fan – I will say nothing made me more excited that the Ravens decided to invest in Lamar Jackson. That's because true. the shelf life of this wildly inaccurate running quarterback is not long. No, it not. can't be. It's just I mean, not he sustainable. Can't he can't pass. He can't pass. He can't pass. It's crazy because like it's crazy that the difference between passing in college and the NFL because like he could throw the ball in college yeah. and now he literally just can't. No, fucking it's true. Pass. It's true. He can't. He can't pass. And it was shown today. And man, that last fumble was. it's why I don't ever talk about football on Twitter because I literally talked about it. I was like, win or lose, Lamar Jackson proved himself. And, like, right after I tweeted that, he fucking (laughs) dropped the ball. And then then all these people started dunking on me. And I was like, god damn it. (laughs) Always wait for the game to be over. (laughs) But, like. I don't follow football, but uh, I did grow up in the city of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember uh, how we had an incredibly athletic, talented uh, quarterback named Donovan McNabb. Oh, yeah. Uh, and a bunch of uh, racist people in bars yelling, put in, twi- put in Ty Detmer. <laughs> put in Ty Detmer. Yeah. Like, it was like, uh, this this guy's really good. <laughs> Why would we put in a shitty five foot seven like, white quarterback? Because, man. Because I, they want the white. Guy. White players. And I, 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 do you guys know Brian Moses? Yeah. I I think I'm friends with him on Facebook. It's just because our last names are the same. Yeah, he uh, 
he's been going on a rant about Luka Doncic every time we played ball, and it's very funny to me, but he's just like, you guys do this all the fucking time. You guys do it all the time. You get these white players, and you shove them down our throat. You did it with Kevin Love. You did it with Gordon Hayward. Now you're doing it with Luka Doncic. And I'm like, is Brian being crazy? Like, a little bit with Luka because Luka is so amazing. But I get what he's saying in that, like, these white players get so much praise for doing so little. Right. And, like, if a black player was doing them, he'd just be any other player. I agree uh, with you. You're in basketball goons, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So the other day someone posted, like, who would you rather start your franchise with, like Luka Doncic or, uh, or Jason Tatum? And everyone was like, oh, Luka, for sure. Luka, 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 all the comments. And I just was like, we've seen him play 35 games maybe with a bad team. Yeah. And – you know, someone's got to score points on a team where, like, your best player is 40 and broken. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, and this is a horrible comparison, but, you know, even Jeremy Lin was a god at one point, you know? Right. He was a god on a bad team. Very bad team. But, I mean, shout out to Jeremy Lin. Taking I'm, it back to Parsons, though, when he signed that contract in Memphis – People knew the moment he signed it that he was injury prone. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, the Chris Paul deal where it's like, well, he's going to start getting hurt at some point. It was like, this dude's had bad knees forever, I and they still gave him $96 million. He was coming off of – he was coming off, like, microfracture surgery. Like, yeah. fucking That's Amari why Mark Cuban didn't want to give him the money. Yeah. And they were best friends. Best friends. Yeah. <laughs> the best of friends. Yeah. I think that's – so, you know, I won't name names, but uh, there are some writers that I know uh, who aren't the best writers. Uh, but they are very good at being friends with people. Yeah. And they're very good at going to a meeting and meeting with the showrunner and convincing that showrunner that by the end of the meeting, we are going to have so much fun together. But, like, if you if you hire me, like, we're just going to have, like, a year of just, like, so much fun. We're going to go to restaurants and drink and, like, work's going to be great. And I'm, like... And, like, they're just not good writers. Well, I'll tell you But they get staffed. You described this so specifically that if this person ever heard this, they'd know exactly that you were talking be like, Michael Benner, I swear to God, I thought you were my friend. Yeah. I I knew you didn't like my writing. (laughs) No, I don't think so. All right. That wasn't vague at all. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I know, like, ten people this applies to. (laughs) So, So, like, yeah. If If you're out here listening to this and you think that I'm talking about you... Uh, you might just know you. You just might be projecting. You might know something about yourself, or it could damn. be you. Yeah. It, or it could be you. Damn, I still got love for you. Wait, get that money. Like, yeah, use your talents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, that yeah, no one's gonna be mad at Parsons for getting that money. Yeah. Again, I'm mad at white fans of basketball who need a new Larry Bird so bad that they'll take any broken white player. You yeah. know, the secret to Grizzlies makes me think of Jerry West. That is the sneaky thing about the Warriors. You lose Jerry West. It all starts to go to shit. Every yeah. time he leaves somewhere, the team fucking crumbles. Yeah. And then you look at the sneaky Clippers who just, like, got rid of Blake, signed Tobias Harris and Dontrez to, like, a, Dontrez makes, like, Montrez. 30. Sorry, Montrez yeah. makes, like, $36 a game yeah. and is probably an all-star. Jerry West, I think, is the key to – and the same thing in Memphis. He was in Memphis. They traded the Gasols for each other. They had a good run again for a little while. Montrez Harrell, uh, as much as I love him, is not an all-star. <laughs> That's a wild yeah, no, not a, he, he, For like a month and a half, he played. He's playing great basketball. He's playing great he's playing ball. He's playing fantastic basketball. I love him. You put his, I've like, been a fan of him. Per 36 he's, is he's, he's yeah. cooled off a little bit. Yeah. But. I went to the Clippers game today, by the way. Um, you just be going to games last minute, bro. 
you can go to a Clippers game for seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you always just be like, "Yeah, I was at a Clippers game earlier." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like it's so fucking cheap to go to a Clippers game. Uh, but it was it was a Polish Heritage Day today. Oh nice. Uh, Marcin Gartat was the face of it. Uh, they were not selling any kielbasa. They were not selling any pierogies. There was no Polish food available, and I think that was a big miss. Kielbasas yeah. are one of uh, the greatest sausage-based foods around. Yeah, no, they got it. Staples Center, get on it. Yeah, they got to get on that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about? Nothing Edgar, else for me. Anything else you want to apologize for? I mean, not apologize, but uh, Golden Globes. What the fuck? Wow. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, uh, as a human being and as an artist and as a fan of art, that was insane to me. That y'all literally picked the wrong thing on every single major category. None of the acting categories. I mean, some of the acting categories. I don't want to like shout out Sandra Oh, she just San- that. Yeah, Sandra Oh, sure. like you know what I'm saying. A uh, uh, homie from the favorite, I think, did a very fantastic job. Spider Man, very well deserved. But Green Book. Was there a time when you were like, oh man, Golden Globes, you knocked it out of the park this year? Uh, when they were giving Atlanta shit, yeah, I was like, all right, all right y'all, y'all know that y'all got the, your finger on the pulse. Do you think that Donald Glover not coming changed things? Yeah, I think that they, they like, were like, oh, this thing is not coming? Yeah. You don't respect the Hollywood Foreign Press Association? Okay. Yeah. Michael Douglas, where you at? <laughs> we'll, give it to the, we'll give it to the opposite of you. Yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas, where you at? The Kaminsky Method, never heard of it, yeah. but he gonna be there? Give him that award. Um, yeah, we hit record just mere moments after uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was announced as the best movie of the year. Uh, Peter, you've got some feelings about that. I do. Do you want to burn some bridges in this industry? Sure. Huge fan of Queen. Huge fan of Bad Robot and uh, Remy Malek's performance in Bad Robot. Uh, Mr. Robot. Sorry, Mr. Robot. Bad Robot is Thank J.J. You very much. Abrams. Yeah, film. big ups to Remy Malek for greenlighting everything at Bad Robot for the <laughs> yeah. last 10 years. That was amazing. You were able to... The Star Trek yeah. reboots. <laughs> you were so good when you greenlit um, Cloverfield. Um, <laughs> that move, like... Remy Bohemian- Malek had the note, let's not show the monster. <laughs> uh... Bohemian Rhapsody is fucking trash. It is yeah, a trash movie. One hundred percent. It's a like it is a music video to be enjoyed by old people who remembered Queen like vaguely from the seventies and eighties. Uh, shitty movie. Shitty fucking movie. Yeah. Great music though. That's yeah, it. Queen. That's, yeah. Yeah. This is insane. I mean, I'm looking at my girlfriend lo- losing her mind over it as well, and I'm like. This is, I mean, the only good thing that came out of it was that A Star is Born kind of got shut out. I'm very happy about that, but. I like The Star is Born. Me too, man. You didn't like it? I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, uh, Bradley Cooper guy. I'm not either. I think he's low-key, I think he's low-key a Trumpy. Ooh. Low-key. This, this is a topic for another podcast. You've seen, you seen American Sniper? That movie's very weird. A little too close That's with true. Clint Eastwood. I feel yeah. Yeah, him and Tr- Clint are like, like good what, buddies. Because like he's what, in the mule, yeah, too. Yeah, what are you doing in the mule? Yeah. What are you doing in there? He, he loves Demonizing Clint. all of the people who he aren't white. He loves Clint. And I, Clint loves him. But American Sniper, there's a scene in that movie that I, like, I've been like, fuck Bradley Cooper for being in this. Where it's literally like, all right, that dude was amazing. Like, Chris Kyle, what he did. I get it. Very, very talented sniper. And he was a good soldier in the terms of that he did care about PTSD and tried to help people. But there's a scene in that movie where Chris Cal is on the couch with his wife and then nine eleven is happening and then he looks at the T V and shakes his head. <laughs> and then it cuts to him walking into an army recruitment place and going, 
where do I sign up? And I was like, fuck out of here, yeah. bro. Fuck all that bullshit. Chris Kyle did not join the fucking military to be like, never again. I'm not letting this shit happen again. I'll stop it. Like, fuck. I thought you were going to talk about the uh, extended version of American Sniper when he's just standing, looking in the bathroom mirror quietly and then just says the n-word to himself <laughs> <laughs> that probably was a deleted scene yeah um i mean i just want to you you praise chris kyle for a moment uh i want to go ahead and say people contain uh multitudes you know he might have served our country and, and volunteered where he didn't have to uh probably did a lot of good saved a lot of uh american people probably helped a lot of uh, uh people in afghanistan uh, monster of a person, real, real piece of shit. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, compulsive liar. Very uh, so. Yeah, there's things about it. Well, I mean, look, I just wanted to. I didn't want people coming at me and be like, he's, yeah. a, you know what I mean? Like, I'm uh, even. I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the heat on. Yeah, you it. take like, the heat. Like you're, he, you're a white like, man. You go ahead and take. Served our country. Sure. I'm not gonna be uh, a black also, man on here being like, fuck the military. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to have a job better. Weirdly lies about beating up Jesse Ventura like in a bar. <laughs> like it probably has. A lot of other bigger lies he's, he's yeah, covering he, up. I mean, he definitely was a dude that was fueling himself and, like, had its mythology, of, uh, this mythos to himself, which is what made the movie so annoying to me, which is, like, he's already seen as, like, this super cool sniper. Yeah. Why do we have to make him seem like Superman? Like, yeah. I just love that story about, like, he, he his story about Jesse Ventura is that he was in a bar, and he Jesse Ventura just happened to be down the bar. And he heard Jesse Ventura basically be like, America's stupid, and I hate America. And Chris Kyle was like, not on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, went and beat up a professional wrestler. Who was, like, 60? Yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. yeah, what a crazy story to lie about. Yeah. Um, it's like that dude on Twitter who's always like, I was in a hipster coffee shop, and I heard oh, a bunch uh, of liberals Jacob, talking about Jacob Wool. Yeah. That's my dude. Dude, that nigga <laughs> is so... Follow him on Twitter. His shit is very funny. People contain multitudes. Uh, he uh, he has he was talking about how many engagements he got on his Twitter on his tweets in 2018, and I was like, bro, that's not something anyone brags about. He's like, I also had something over. that's easily checkable. <laughs> we can go see how many people liked your shit. Yeah, but it wasn't even likes. He was just talking about engagement, which is like. My mom probably, if she tweeted, would have like you know a thousand, two thousand right. engagements. If, if, it's, if it's through someone's timeline, yeah. it's an engagement. <laughs> I, I love that video he posted recently, where it was like, "Liberal skateboarder attacks man holding Trump sign," and it's clearly a staged thing. It's like the worst act. At the, yeah, whatever. Jacob I don't know Wall, why we're baby. talking about Jacob Wall. Ugh. This is a basketball podcast. It uh, was a basketball yeah, podcast. <laughs> podcast. Uh, guys, we're, let's wrap it up. Edgar, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, man, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, at AwfulGram on uh, Instagram, and then at EdgarMobilzier on Twitter. But if you guys could watch my web series, Sad Boy Edgar, that would mean a lot to me, uh, only because the more attention it gets, the better it is for my career. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to eat, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially now that I'm eating healthy, that means I have to not fucking eat fast food, man. and it's very expensive, you know? I bought a cooking. bunch of meat the other day. That shit's fucking pricey. Yeah, it is, man. I've been cooking, and, like, that shit costs money. But if you guys watch my web series, there's a chance I could get more money. Check it out. I actually uh, love Sad Boy Edgar. Well, um, thank you. I don't know why I said actually. Fan. I didn't mean to, like, modify it. I just wanted to like, affirm you that no, it's very you. good. I, I was a big fan, and I, I think I've been telling you that in private. Yeah, you are, you uh, very... Uh, Every now and then you'll text me at 1 in the morning and say, hey, stop talking bad about yourself on the internet. I'm very proud of you. And I'll say, Ben, are you drunk? <laughs> He'll say, yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But no, you're on. You're just out there being 
all sad boy Edgar on the internet. So yeah, I just want to let you know that get yeah. some at least one person out there that likes you. Yeah, you texted me on January like third, and we're just like, hey, Anna's not the only accomplishment you had last year because you tweeted because <laughs> you had a good year last year, and then you're out here tweeting like the only good thing that happened to me last year is that I kept my girlfriend. <laughs> My life is awful and bad, and I'm probably going to die, but at least I'll die with Anna by my side. <laughs> I did not say all of that. And I was like, dude, you wrote for a bunch of shows last year? Like, you had a good year last year. I'm proud of you. Anyways, check out Sad Boy Edgar. Peter, you got any shows coming up? Uh, mixtape. Hey. Mixtape Friday. Uh, this Friday. Great lineup. Uh, Jack Knight. Uh, Beth Rowe. Uh, Beth other Rowe people. Toll. Beth Rowe Toll. Yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Actually, uh, her Instagram is Bethrow Records. Yeah, that's a good one. Fantastic. That's so follow my fiance on uh, on Instagram and uh, nepotism, come... huh? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and she's uh, doing my show, so come check it out at uh, the Virgil. Um, and then I got shows and shit what going on. Friday, January eleventh. Yeah, if you're in LA, come check out Silver Lake, at the Virgil. Friday, January eleventh. Yeah, and keep it going on the Patreon and uh, all that stuff. Thank you to everyone yeah. who's... Follow us at Airbuds Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, at Airbuds Podcast, on Gmail. Uh, send us whatever. Uh, we've been getting some fun drawings sent to us. It's great. Uh, yeah, hit us up, and uh, we'll reply to you. We love you. Happy basketball. Happy basketball.